How long has it been? I feel like it's been forever, guys. First off, I just want to start off by saying welcome to 2020. I know we're a few weeks late, but you know what? Better late than never. It's your boy, K to the J. Um, and welcome to J House Radio, episode 20. For people who are checking us out for the first time, we are your variety podcast. We talk about gaming, music, pop culture, film, and just about everything under the sun that's related to that, basically. Uh, great to have you guys back. We took a break for a few weeks, probably about a month after our last episode in December, I believe it was, of 2019. It feels so weird to be talking about 2020 right now, guys. 2020 is here. It's an amazing year uh, that's happening, especially in regards to gaming. It's a lot going on, guys. It's a lot going on right now. First off, before we get into the show, before we really dive into everything, I just want to pay respects to the man, the myth, the legend, Kobe Bryant, uh, who before this podcast, or at the time of this podcast, uh, passed away um, just a few days ago. Um, just want to give his blessings to his family and hope that they can, you know, stay strong in this tough time right now. Life is short, man. Life is short. We only get one. and But I feel like we've been getting a lot of untimely deaths. And I know that's a phrase that has been tossed around a lot. But it's it, it's rough, especially when you have someone of the caliber of Kobe Bryant or the caliber of Prince or Michael Jackson, like things like that. It's, it's rough to see anyone pass. But man, the, the icons especially it's really rough because they affected our lives in so many different ways. Not even just what they did on the court or what they did on the mic or what they did on TV, but just as a person, they affected our lives in so many ways. So, um, rest in power to Kobe. And hopefully, like I said, his family will, will be able to get through this rough time. Um, other than that, which, like I said, it's episode 20. It's going to be a little different today. It's the first episode of the new year. So we're going to be testing out a few things and, just seeing how it goes but i want to start off with some small talk guys so like what i'm playing watching and listening to which is very interesting because i'm going through a not really a weird phase i was going to say a weird phase but i'm going through an interesting phase as far as the way or the type of media that i consume i'm trying things that are just different from the norm especially when it comes to gaming especially when it comes to film especially when it comes to what i'm listening to so right now I'm currently playing Minecraft and I know a lot of people are like, wait a second, Minecraft. What are you talking about? Like that game's how old now? And you're just now getting into it. Um, I never got into it before because I was just really intimidated by the format of that game. And I'm not usually the kind of person that'll want to create stuff, which is so weird because I'm a content creator. But when it comes to games, I don't want to create stuff. I just want to jump in the game, tell me what to do, and then I'll do it. But Minecraft, I decided to get into it. They're coming out with a Harry Potter um, map or I'm not sure what it's going to be exactly, but it's literally you're going to be in the Harry Potter world. And it's not just your basic skin attachments that the other Minecraft stuff has. Like, no, this is, this feels like a Harry Potter game. Like it, it's, it's really interesting. They have different uh objectives that you can complete you have missions and adventures it looks interesting and um i'm not a big harry potter guy but just just watching what some of these games like you know minecraft and fortnite what some of these games are doing nowadays man it's just it baffles me so i'm trying out minecraft 
we're going to see how it goes. I just started streaming it um, the day uh, the, the day before the recording of this podcast. By the way, anybody who wants to check me out, I am on Mixer.com forward slash K to the J. That's K, the number two, T-H-A-J. You guys can catch me on there on Mixer. I usually stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's what I'm playing. Now, what I'm watching... Um, and because of this whole Harry Potter thing on Minecraft that I saw, I decided to check out Harry Potter for the first time. I mean, I've already seen the first Harry Potter a few times um, in passing, but I'm actually watching this uh, movie franchise with my kids now, and we're going to experience it together. I never saw part two through eight. Like I said, I've only seen the first one in passing. So we're going to experience all the films together and basically see how it goes. You know, uh, I just wanted to see what the whole fuss is about, about this franchise. I know some people say that the books are still better than movies, but that's almost every case. So, yeah, I'm watching Harry Potter. Um, I also just finished watching Lion King, the uh, not the animated uh, film, but the real live action film. I just watched that the day before I recorded this as well. And I have to say, honestly, I was not a fan. And I'm not just saying that because of the simple fact that the, the uh, animated film holds a special place in my heart, which it does. I just didn't like, I think the voice acting was really bad. Really bad. The special effects were amazing. Like, like I really felt like these animals were really talking. Like, they were really doing what they were doing. And I know some of it was probably real. They used some real animals and some of it was probably special effects. But it was really hard to tell the difference between what was real and what wasn't real. It was so amazing. Props to Disney on that. One of the most beautiful films, visually, that they've ever done. So big up to Disney on that one. But my only gripe was the voice acting. I was not a fan of it. I just felt like there was no emotion behind it. Especially, like for example, in spoilers, but I'm sure everybody has seen Lion King by this point. But especially for the fact when Mufasa, uh, no, not Mufasa, when Scar killed Mufasa, there was no emotion. There was no emotion behind it. There was literally no emotion. When you saw the animated film, you felt that dread, that emotion, that just intense moment behind that situation. And I didn't feel that with any of the high-profile scenes in this film. So I had to say, on a scale of one to five, I would have to give it two KJs just two kjs i'm sorry like I, I i can't i can't give it five i just felt like it just wasn't it wasn't up to par to what i thought it could have been so especially with the voice actors that they picked like they have some top-notch talent and i was just like i was expecting more i was expecting more so that's what i'm watching what i'm listening to um right now i'm in a tool mode right now i don't know if any of you guys know tool they are an awesome rock band they've been around for a very long time check them out I'm pretty much, I'm not listening to any particular album or any particular song. I'm literally just listening to all their music in general. I mean, they did come out with an album recently, um, maybe like a few months ago, actually. And it just kind of got me back into wanting to listen to Tool again. And um, I, years ago, I used to really love rock and I haven't really had that connection with any rock artists currently. And just listening to some current Tool or some old Tool, I'm kind of getting back into that rock moment again, honestly. So that's my PWL. That's what we're playing. Well, that's what I'm playing and watching and listening to. Um, also, guys, don't don't feel afraid that if you guys want to leave in the comments what you're playing, you're watching and you're listening to. 
make sure you leave in the comments on YouTube or um, hashtag JHouse Radio on Twitter. And maybe I can mention what you guys are playing, watching and listening to. Feel free to do that. All right. So now we're going to get ready to jump into our news segment. All right. So I want to start this off by talking about the new Morbius trailer that we just received. And for anybody who doesn't know what Morbius is, Morbius is a villain that is in the um, Spider-Man universe, basically in the Marvel universe. And he's going to be leading the way into the next level of Spider-Man films that's going to be coming out. He's basically, and I'm not, I don't want to spoil too much. I don't want to put too much out there for you guys because I don't want to spoil anything for myself until I see this film. Uh, I didn't really know too much about Morbius, honestly. He's apparently a doctor who has this really bad disease, basically, and he's trying to find a cure. And in the process of him finding a cure for himself, he got some of his cure mixed in with some bat blood and turned, turned him into a bat a man-sized vampire, if you will. And it looks interesting. It, it looks really interesting. And I think it's kind of interesting how Marvel decided to go with this villain um, compared to all the other villains that's in the Spider-Man universe. But you know what? I kind of like that a lot of these comic book films, these comic book companies are taking chances on villains that aren't that popular. Like, yeah, we know a lot about the Rhino and things like that, but now we're, we're getting these villains that are just so off the like that are just out of the ordinary that are just so different and I, I like that because that just brings some amazing amazing content and by fyi if anybody hasn't seen the trailer yet jared leto is actually playing the villain in this film and i know he's pretty excited because jared leto loved playing the playing the joker he loved playing the joker now i wasn't crazy about his joker i think his joker was very just weird i like the fact that they wanted to take a chance to try something different but i did not like his joker it just felt just very out of the ordinary it just didn't feel proper basically so he's getting another shot at being a villain in a comic book film so i'm wondering how he's going to take this hopefully he uh does a good job at this role because i i love the spider-man universe i love a lot of the villains in spider-man and i would like to see this succeed I really hope that he can actually take this character and, and do something with it. So, I mean, you know, we're going to see how it goes. Um, in the trailer, I'm going to point out a few things. Uh, we do have Tyrese that's in the film. He's playing a character. He's playing a look, looks like a cop with a metal arm. So I'm wondering what his character, what his character has, uh, what his role is going to be in this film. Apparently, from what I'm read, uh, his character is pretty big in his universe. So I'm looking forward to, you know, to that. So also in this film, we got a quick glimpse of Michael Keaton, who also played Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. And uh, he he's apparently making an appearance in this film as well. So I'm wondering if this is going to be Marvel's way of making that slow but surely step towards the Sinister Six film. We all know that that's film that film is coming. We know that we're going to get it. I'm pretty freaking excited about it. Like I said, I've always loved Spider-Man villains. I think he has some of the most interesting villains in the Marvel Universe. And Spider-Man is also one of the most beloved characters in the Marvel Universe. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this film can take it from here. And I know that there is a chance that we're going to get 
another uh well not a chance but i know that we're getting another venom film so the spider-man universe is really picking up right now and i'm looking forward to seeing where it's going to go especially for the fact that sony is now taking dipping their hands back into you know the spider-man films again so i everybody who knows me knows that i'm not really big on sony films and what they've done to the spider-man films and things like that so i'm hoping being that they're still in partnership with marvel that we can get some quality spider-man films with sony involved so we'll see so yeah that's morbius um i'm not sure when that's dropping let me see so it looks like morbius is set to drop um july 31st of this year so uh we're starting to get back into that kick guys of uh, these comic book films coming out and getting us ready for the next generation so I'm, I'm pretty excited for it i think this is our first marvel film of this year i think i don't think there's any other one that's coming out before that there could be I, I could be wrong so don't quote me on that don't quote me on that uh, but i'm definitely looking forward to that one i'm looking forward to black widow even though i feel like black widow is uh a little late i feel like we should have got that film a while ago but we're getting it now obviously they're doing it like that for a reason so let's see what they have up their sleeves so we have that and then we also have the eternals that's going to be coming out this fall so we got some interesting surprises coming up this year to see what is going to lead into the next generation of avengers films all right so before we move on to our show topics i wanted to touch base on something that a lot of people in the in the film industry have been talking about for months probably even a little longer We've already had talks about people wanting to have a black James Bond or just a James Bond of a different nationality. And for some James Bonds fans, I, I know they might they might want something different. I mean, I'm not really a big James Bond guy, so I can't really speak to uh, too in depth as to what they're talking about. But I do want to give my opinion on it at least. And if I was a James Bond fan, like a diehard James Bond fan, and after watching the films after all these decades, I would want to see something different. Because if, really, if you really think about it, what's really different from all the James Bond films? He goes in here, he sleeps with a hot woman, kills a bunch of bad guys, save the world. I mean, what's really different? I mean... Granted, I haven't seen all the films. I've seen a lot of them in passing. Some of them I have sat down to watch. But from what I have seen, it just all looks the same. It's nothing different. And I think that this franchise, the James Bond franchise, needs a change. I mean, I don't know what that could be. Maybe just mixing it up with, you know, a different nationality. Maybe that could help it. Give it a different perspective. Because James Bond, 007... 007 is not just one person 007 is an entity you know it's not just one person that can be 007 007 can be anybody so i think they should really play around with that a little bit and try to you know switch it up some people in media were talking about hey could there be a, a female james bond and me personally i don't know all right let me put it this way we can have a female 007 but you can't have a female james bond because obviously James Bond is a man and it's going to be really tricky if they decided to get a female 007 they're going to have to really change the persona of that character because James Bond and I hate to say this but James Bond is he he's a guy who sleeps with a lot of women he's a man whore you know he's a man whore who saves the world and I feel like if you were to try to put that personality into a woman 
the public will not take that lightly. They won't they won't look at it the same way. And it sucks to say that because I know that's kind of like one sided, but that's how society is built. Society is made like that to the point where, oh, it's okay for a man to go in here, kick ass, shoot bad guys and sleep with women to save the world. But a woman can't do it. No, because she's going to be looked at as, you know, a whore or something. And I, I it's it sucked that it's like that. But that's how society has placed things. Honestly, like that's how they have placed things. And I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a female 007. I'm not totally, I'm not against it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I think that's how society would look at it, you know? Um, but I would love to see a female 007. I would actually go to the movie theaters and see it. I've never gone to the movie theaters to watch a 007 film. Never. Anytime I've seen it, I've always seen it on TV somewhere in passing. I've never rented a 007. I never bought a 007 movie. I'm just not into that franchise like that. So, but I think it will be interesting if they decided to go with a female. I would love to see a female's point of view of being 007. I would love to see an Asian or a black or a Puerto Rican, like, you know, switch it up a little bit. I think it's long overdue that they tested out something different in regards to 007. All right, guys, this is the portion of the show where we jump into our show topics, the big key news moments that's happening in pop culture. And one of the biggest ones that's happening this year in general is the streaming wars. I'm talking about Twitch. I'm talking about Facebook gaming. I'm talking about YouTube gaming, Mixer. It's we are going through a very big time in regards to the streaming wars. Ninja got signed to Mixer uh, last year, and I'm pretty sure for a hefty amount of money, followed by Shroud, followed by a few other streamers from Twitch went over to Mixer. And the same thing has happened with Mixer. Some streamers are going right over to Twitch and some streamers are going over to YouTube and et cetera, et cetera. The, the wars of the streaming world has heated up so fast and it all started with Ninja. People were already switching platforms left and right. That that was already happening, but it didn't become such a major public thing until Ninja just shook up the whole world. Now you got streamers out here who are like, hey, Ninja got all this money. Let me see what I can get. Let me go over here and let me see what I can get over here. It's it's people are testing the waters to see what they can get out of the streaming platforms. And now it's almost to the point where the streaming community, the streaming platforms feel like WWE. It feels like a wrestling, one wrestling organization versus another wrestling organization. Oh, this superstar is jumping ship to go to TNA. This, this superstar is jumping ship to go to WCW. Like that's what it feels like we're in right now. I feel like we're in like a sports entertainment battle between all these streaming platforms honestly and it's crazy and i know a lot of people may, might say oh well they're, they're not doing it for the money they're, they're not jumping shit for the money honestly if you really think about it a lot of it is a lot of it is because of the money a lot of it's because of the money yeah granted they might have other objectives you know they want more freedom and they want that i mean i'm sure they whoever switch platforms whether it's ninja whether it's shroud all of these guys i'm sure they all have outside of money i'm sure they all have their reasons as to why they really did it. No matter what they may tell us on camera, 
behind that, I'm sure they all have their reasons as to why they did what they did. They wanted to achieve something. But I'm pretty sure if you say that they had three reasons as to why they did it, I'm pretty sure every single last one of them, their number one reason, their, their first reason was because of money. Look at Ninja going over to Mixer and look at how his numbers have dropped. Granted, I know you may say, well, maybe he has another reason as to why he did it. And him, I'm sure he does. Maybe he wanted a lot of people are saying maybe he doesn't want to stream as much anymore because on Twitch, he had to keep up with a consistent amount of time that he streamed. And now you see that he's also doing other things. He's not just streaming. He's on I don't I was gonna say a TV show, but in case you guys haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil anything. But he's on TV, he's on TV shows now. He's I'm sure he's doing he's doing a lot of things on podcasts. Like he wants to do more than just streaming. He was part of the game show awards last year. Um it's it's so much that he's doing outside of that that it's to the point that streaming is only part of him now. He's become a entity. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in a film. Also, in case anybody hasn't figured it out by this point, Ninja has his own skin in Fortnite. And at the time of this recording, this happened maybe like a few weeks ago, but he has his own skin in Fortnite. That is a major achievement right there for anybody who is a content creator, who, who's a streamer, to have your likeness in a game, especially a game that you love and play 24 seven. That's amazing. A major sign of respect. I'm sure they still paid him for that, obviously, but that's big. That's freaking huge. All that hard work that he put in after all these years. I'm sure he was really waiting for that. He was waiting for that moment. Big ups to him. I'm not a big Fortnite guy. I'm not a big ninja guy, but I do respect the guy. I do respect this also. I respect what he's done for the streaming world, for the platform of Mixer. But like I said, at the end of the day, a lot of these people who are making these moves, they have families to feed. They have a wife, they have kids, they got a family to feed. And if they're putting all this time into streaming, of course they're gonna want some kind of money for going to another platform. That's why I said, I feel like if they had three reasons as to why they all switched, I guarantee you their number one, their first reason will have to be the money. Because at the end of the day, they wanna make sure they have security. If they're gonna do this full time, full time, you gotta be able to live. You gotta be able to pay bills. So I'm sure money was a major part of it. But like I said, I'm sure he also had other reasons as, as to why he did it. Me personally, I stream on Mixer right now. Um, I restream to Twitch once in a while, but I stream on Mixer. Mixer is my home. Um, it doesn't have the viewership that Twitch has. It doesn't have the viewership that uh, YouTube has, but it's working to get there. And me personally, I'm sticking on that platform because of the community behind it. Everybody has their reasons, like I said, as to why they want to be on any particular platform. So I'm just really curious to see how things turn out over these next few years with this whole streaming wars and these streamers being shopped around like super like WWE superstars, basically. So it's going to be interesting to see how the balance shifts over the next few years with all of these streamers jumping ship. We're not gonna feel it right now. We're not gonna feel it now, but give it two years. 
with all these streamers in different places compared to where they were two years ago, we're going to see a shift. It's just a matter of seeing how it happens. All right. So my final news topic that I want to touch base on is one of the biggest ones this year, and that is Xbox and PlayStation, what they're doing this year. And I'm sure everybody who's a gamer who's listening to this podcast is probably aware of what's happening. And one of the big topics is that Microsoft is not going to have any exclusive Series X games going into next gen. And me personally, I find that being a double-edged sword. Yeah, that's great. I don't, if I'm an, I mean, I, I play on everything. I play on Xbox, I play on PlayStation, I play on Switch, I play on PC. I play on everything. And that's the, you know, obviously to keep myself up to date on everything, but because I just enjoy gaming in general. Honestly, I don't enjoy one more than the other. I just enjoy gaming. But if I'm a casual gamer and I just want to get the new Halo without having to buy a new system, this option is great. I don't have to be isolated and say, damn, I can't play the new Halo because I don't have the Series X or the Series S, whatever that one's going to be called. And I don't really feel like spending another couple hundred dollars on a new console, especially if somebody who just bought, if it was somebody who just bought the Xbox One X, like just a few months ago, to have to go back out again in a year and shell out another $500, $600 for the new console just to play Halo, that sucks. It sucks. So in that regard, it's a great idea because you're thinking about the consumer. But also at the end of the day, people are going to look at this and be like, all right, well, why am I buying this console? If everything is going to be on my console, especially if you have a One X, which is going to be great quality compared to the new Xbox still anyway. It's not like it's like super duper inferior. It's not like it looks like 24 pixels compared to the Series X. It's still going to look good. It's just not going to look like how it's going to look on a Series X. So at the end of the day, if they're going to say that they're going to wait a year or two before they have exclusive Series X games, why would anybody buy that console now? And I understand people will say, well, a lot of these game companies don't make money in hardware. And you're right. They don't. But they still make some money in hardware. And at the end of the day, these gaming companies use hardware as well as a way to showcase who has the bigger balls. Oh, look, Sony is killing it. They sold all these damn consoles. And Microsoft is just sitting behind them with what? Like hardware? Yeah, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't make up all of the money that these companies can make, but it's another way of showing their success. If you can say, look, we got all these people in our in infrastructure. Check this out. We sold this many amount of consoles. And also at the same time, they're putting money into this. They're going to want to see some kind of kickback from it. Even if it's not a lot, even if it's not 60, 70 percent, they want to see some kind of kickback putting all this hard work into these consoles especially for the people who are making these consoles they don't want to like imagine being a console maker you don't want to make all these consoles and then come back and say oh nobody bought it you're gonna feel like uh well damn like i'm not making money off a of hard I mean, i'm not making money off software because i didn't make that software i'm looking to make money off the hardware that i put all that hard work into and if you're not making anything from it what does that mean for the future of microsoft are they just going to become a software company a lot of people think they should because that's 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 their focus and i don't even think that mike i don't even think sony should do that i think every company should do their own thing look at nintendo 
Nintendo walks to the beat of their own drum. They don't give a damn what Microsoft does. They don't give a damn what Sony does. Whatever Sony and Microsoft does, Nintendo just still does its own thing. And that's what makes them so unique. When you talk about, con when you talk about console wars, people don't even really mention Switch. I don't know if you guys really thought about that. And a lot of people may say that we're not into the, in the console war cycle right now, but we are. We've been in the console war cycle since Microsoft and Sony started doing their thing. It just hasn't been talked about like how it has been with Super Nintendo or Sega back in the day. This is like one of those silent bouts where it's like, yeah, they, they might not be talking crap and throwing jabs at each other, literally, but in their own little kind of way, they are. At the end of the day, they're both businesses. They're both companies. They're both trying to make money. They're both trying to vow for the same market that the other is trying to vow for. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious to see what Sony is going to do. We have a lot of information on where Microsoft is going, what's releasing. We got some specs as well as Sony, but we at least know what the Xbox looks like. So at this point, a lot of us are waiting to see if Sony is going to come out with this secret conference in February because everybody's hinting towards that. I'm really curious to see what Sony is going to do because they've been so quiet. Their cards have not been shown. Microsoft is showing all their cards because they kind of have to. Microsoft has to put themselves out there. They just have to at this point, especially with the way everything, how the way everything ended last gen. That company has to do things the way that they're doing it. So we can't say, oh, well, Microsoft is doing this. So Sony's going to lose next generation. At this point, it's not about who's going to lose. At this point, it's about Microsoft trying to get people to want to get into their infrastructure. So I'm just curious to see what their choice, how is their choice is going to affect them going into next generation. At the end of the day, I'm probably still going to get both consoles. I'm still going to get the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Because I want to try these bad boys out. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm a hardcore, like, hardware geek. Like, I, I, I love hardware. I, I just love it. I, I geek out over it. Anybody who's a PC person knows what I'm talking about. We geek out over hardware. We geek out over how amazing our graphics card is. How amazing our keyboard or our mouse or anything of that nature. We geek out over stuff like that. So, things are heating up, chat. It's 2020. Console releases are just a few months away and I'm like a big kid in, in a candy shop right now. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what these guys are going to do, especially Nintendo. We got worried that Nintendo might be putting out a Switch Pro this year, which I think they kind of need to. Not just for the sake of, of just keeping up with PlayStation and Microsoft. If they're going to expect to get some of these third party ports that are on Xbox, that are on PlayStation, they have, they almost have to put out a switch that is a little more powerful because imagine trying to get a third-party game that's on ps5 that's on series x imagine trying to get a third-party game from those platforms in a year or two on a switch of this current cycle it's gonna look horrible it's gonna look horrible it's almost gonna get to the point where you're there's no point of getting any kind of third-party game. It's, it's, if you're somebody who cares about that if you, if you care about how a game runs or feels, it's going to get to the point where it's going to be no reason to get a third party game on Nintendo. Me personally, I don't really get a lot of third party games on my Switch. I, I really don't. I just usually stick with the first party stuff. If I can get it on Xbox or if I can get it on 
uh, PlayStation, I'd usually just do that. Unless it's something that I feel works better on the Switch. Other than that, there's a lot of games that I played on the Switch that can also be played on Xbox or PlayStation. And I played on Switch. And I'm like, oh my God, this is running so horribly. It looks so pixelated. And just, it just looks bad. It runs bad. It just doesn't feel good. And there's times where I'll just go download it on PlayStation or I'll download it on Xbox because I just like how it looks on there better. So for that reason, I almost feel like they have to put out a Switch Pro. Not to compete, but just to keep up with the upcoming software that's going to be coming out over the next few years. They have to. They have to. So like I said, it's going to be an interesting year. There's so much going on right now. There's so many questions up in the air about what's going to happen with these three uh, Monster House developers. But competition is good. It's healthy. It's a great time to be a gamer. So I'm really looking forward to it. All right, guys, that's going to be it for today's show. I definitely appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, I'm looking forward to how things are going to shape up in the year 2020. I got some amazing things set up for you guys. Um, I'm going to work on getting some more actual interviews some more guest hosts on J House Radio this year. That's one of the biggest things that we want to work on. We want to get more people on the show to talk about certain topics that you guys might find interesting and just to dive into some other content creators, you know, mindset on their art or their work, basically. So before I get out of here, though, I, I want to throw down a recommendation. It's usually what we do when we uh, in the show, we talk about something that we would like to recommend to you guys, to you, you know, listeners. Um, and I definitely recommend the morning show. It is on Apple TV and it's amazing. So the show first came out last year. Um, and I think it came out in October or November of last year on Apple TV. And at first, for the first few episodes, I was a little skeptical. I didn't know if I was going to really like it. There was a lot of cursing and a lot of people kind of talk down on it because of that but honestly i feel like a lot of it because of the certain situations that are happening i feel like it's it's okay it, it's it's tasteful if that even makes any sense for it to be tasteful but it's a it's a star studded cast star studded cast they they really pick some great actors and actresses for this you know we have jennifer anderson reese witherspoon um just just to name a few steve carroll's and steve carroll's amazing everybody is amazing in this show and it's basically the story of a news broadcast company um a, a news broadcast show and just how ugly it can get behind the scenes and it gets freaking ugly I'm, I'm not sure if this show won any emmys or if they were nominated or anything like that um but i would highly suggest you guys check out the morning show on apple tv uh, i think it's apple tv plus i'll say amazing show i think they have a free trial that you can try out i'm not sure if it's still up right now um check it out man awesome awesome show i'm already i'm already waiting for season two to start i think it's coming out later on this year i think season two is starting great show man great show um other than that guys that's going to be it for today i really do appreciate you guys checking us out we're going to have our live shows coming back pretty soon and once we decide to go back to live, I'll definitely make sure I let you guys know beforehand so you guys can be ready for that. Like I said before, guys, don't forget to check me out on Mixer.com forward slash K to the J. That's letter K, the number two, T-H-A-J. 
um i do some some different type of streaming on there on that mixer platform um gaming uh just a lot, a lot of different things some irl stuff so that's a, another platform that i produce content on as well and i'm going to get out of here guys you guys have a great week and i will see you guys soon thanks for checking us out